Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the stinker scale, this is a five. Set the stinker scale to a hundred. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? (laughs) This is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? (laughs) I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabel Ayrtega, and we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. So before we get started on today's pointless chapters, um, make sure <laughs> that you guys are following us on all our social media. Please, please, please leave us a review on itunes specifically is really super helpful mm-hmm. there's so many of you who haven't left a review like just do it just really you guys quick. think that we don't know you think that we don't know like a cute little five star ryan and clarabel are hot this podcast is so good keep it moving yeah um, that's it keep it pushing yeah so just just do it just do that for us please thank you um mm. you can follow us on twitter instagram all of our links are in the show notes and um yeah let's get started <laughs> How have you been, Angel? It's so good to see your face. Oh, thank you. Um, I've been, I've been okay. You've I've been, been better, not bad, <laughs> yeah. but I have been better. <laughs> I, I best certainly know that. So, um, you know, I just have like, can't really talk about specifics, but I do have some like publishing stuff going on in my life right now, which is just like a little bit stressful. Like, it's funny because there's one of. Well, our 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 mutual friend of ours who is mm-hmm. like a, a like newer writer, right? Mm-hmm. And like he'll be like, "This is so interesting because like I never thought about like having to make a decision about some of the things that you go through," and it shows like how super specific publishing is and how there are so many different sort of like variables to like factor in that you might not have experience even if you've been in the industry for a very very long time right yeah so i'm dealing with one of well i was dealing with one of those situations a very sort of like what do i do like this is not in the kind of thing that anybody ever talks about out loud it's not any any sort of like blog posts <laughs> yeah you know because like the way that it, this all works is right like so much of publishing is aimed on the end goal of like getting published and then everything like after that is really unaddressed it's because you know the majority of people don't actually make it to that line, right, of getting published. So it makes sense that so much 
energy is put into basically addressing the majority of people with the interest. Right. I understand that, but there's like, there are so few resources for once you get on the other side of that. It's just kind of people chit-chatting and some people have like, they're like, there are probably like workshops and things like that too, but I feel like I am constantly like in meetings with good friends, like strategizing and it feels like it all feels like a little bit like a dream. Like I'm in like a circus in someone's vision and we're trying to figure out a way to like make it all work. It's very goofy, very funny, but also it is. exciting. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm so grateful for the fact that like we have like our friend group where <laughs> Ryan and I with our matching <laughs> lip oils. Yeah. Let's, sorry. Let's just like, pause to put on some lip gloss. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We have to stay hydrated. Looking good. Um, okay. I'm very grateful that we have, like, the kind of, like, group chat where not only are we supportive of each other, we're able to tell each other, like, shit, like, I want that for myself mm-hmm. without it being, like, a passive-aggressive thing. Mm-hmm. I, I But the thing that I love the most about, like, having you and Phil to, like, bounce ideas off of is that we are so good at strategizing together. And, like, it's not just, like, you guys listening to me or, like, me listening to you guys, like, when there's something going on even though that's part of it but it's also sort of like okay so like what like what can we do like what are the next steps and it really feels mm-hmm. like having sort of like like a war room yes oh my god <laughs> like yeah, a control no. center yeah i feel like we're we looking all get together over like um like a miniaturized map of our lives with like little token pieces that were like moving around the board like that's what it feels like i was like well if you do this in this then you've got to be ready for like these sort of repercussions like you have to expect an ambush on your left and like this this and this and it's so no. funny to be doing this with like close friends like who 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 knew who thought things would come to this but it is it is it is actually really so it's funny but it's also so helpful and Mm -hmm. i wonder how many other authors do this i bet there's a lot of authors who do this but like if many but if but if you don't see your friend your writer friend group as a place to like strategize i think that you should try it because like it can be really helpful and i think part of it is being open to feedback about a situation that can be touchy at times Mm -hmm. like in publishing oftentimes like our feelings are wrapped up in everything that we do because it's like our our creations like these things that we like pour a lot of ourselves into but i think what helps is like the three of us are very super lasered in on the fact that this is a business yeah and like we will sit down and be like bitch you're being stupid like and this is why type of thing and like we're not afraid. Like the last time f- for like our listeners to get an idea of it, the last time I went to like Phil and Ryan, they basically had like at the very beginning, like two kind of like opposite opinions about something. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about it, it kind of like we all came to sort of like an agreement on like what the strategy should be. But there's no fear of sort of like being like, no, this is what you should do. Yeah. Even if it's like completely opposite to like what I want or like what someone else in the group thinks is a good idea, which is so good. And there's no like shame in that. Right. It's just sort of like when you're brainstorming. Right. When you're brainstorming, you come up with stupid shit. But in order Mm -hmm. to get to the good stuff, you need to let it all out and sort of like do a stream of consciousness. So. I'm very grateful for having like friends like you and Phil and Peter and Kat and everyone who I could sort of like talk to mm-hmm. during these moments where it's sort of like, how do you deal with this thing right. that is like, I've never even thought about before. And also 
Mm-hmm. It makes me think of people who like get an agent or like just got a book deal and they're like, I am going to be coaching you now in publishing. And I... I'm like, oh. Like, there are so many scenarios that, like, you don't even, like, even us, we've been at it for years, and there are things that we don't know how to navigate. Mm-hmm. So it's so difficult to to do that kind of thing. It's not the kind of thing where, like, if you get an agent, you get a book deal, like, you know it all. Like, trust me, there's so much you still don't know. It drives me crazy that people, and I've, like, i you know, I've even done Stuff like this, too, where I've, like, eased into the the role of, like, let me show you how to do this thing. But I typically am only explaining, like, how I've done something in my specific ways. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not the same as mm-hmm. the people who are out here being, like, sign up for a $500 workshop with me. No name Little Miss Debut who won't debut for another year and a half and who, when I do, will probably flop because I'm doing this for whatever reason. Instead, instead of, of yeah. focusing on, like, my writing, right? Like... God bless those people, and they are legion, so I hardly have enough blessings to give them out to all of the flops, but uh, but I, I do try. I do try. My resources, they're plundered. The fucks, they've been given. But, but what I wanted to say about, like, having a group, too, is that, like... There's a, there's a really big difference in having a group full of people who are just, like, yes people and people who are willing to have a frank discussion with you. And I think... Something that I know surprises people about, like, me is that I don't just ag- agree. Like, I'm not just, like, a yes queen gay. Like, when you and I talk, like, there's oh. there's many times, and I know people are used to, you know, us on here, like, agreeing for the most part. And occasionally we'll disagree, but it's, like, very joking. But you and I mm-hmm. switch into, like, big business booby mode and sit down. And there have been times when you've been like, I want to do this. And I'm like, that's, I don't think you should do that. And here's why. Yeah. And I don't think you're thinking about yeah. these things. And they're and you've done the exact same thing for me. And mm-hmm. then we discuss it out and we figure out like what the equilibrium is between these things and we share different perspectives. And that's useful. You want to know how to have a discussion so with your group useful. of friends? Rather than having a bunch mm. of people being like, Yeah, you know what? That's so crazy. Oh my god, yeah, get her. And like I think of I'm not gonna name names, but like, I think of a few like scenarios that I've watched happen online where it's really clear that like a writer had just a room full of people who didn't give a fuck about her were simply just like Mm. going the path of least resistance and being like yeah you should totally do this and then that writer has made a really big or like really public or really I don't know sort of like flashy choice and then things don't go their way and they're completely surprised and all of the people that were moments ago like being like yes queening her are backing off being like I would never have like you know I just wasn't sure how to like stand up to her so I just said like go for it or something like that and this person sort of left hanging and I'm like I never want to I never want to be that right and I always want to give my friends full credence to push back upon me if I'm if I'm rotten on the inside, which I, I, I wake up rotten, you know, my every day, every day's a, every day's a rehabilitation. So of course I want my friends to have that kind of comfort. Um, and if, if you don't have that with your group of friends, you've got to learn how to develop it. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. It's so much more useful to have someone who is willing to offer you a different perspective. And that's what I mean. I'm just Truly. like very, very grateful that I have that because there are really sticky moments where like you're navigating like publishing politics and sort of like timing and you know which project to work on when and like managing editors and deadlines and all of these different things and it's really good to have that kind of feedback and like back and forth so it's been a very busy time in my life like I basically went from like deadline to deadline 
I'm on a little bit of a break right now, but I'm going to hop right back into deadline in like a couple of days, probably just like a day or two. And it's going to be a very tight deadline again, like a week probably turnaround. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so I am tired, but I'm also invigorated. Like I'm excited to work on the things that I'm working on. And yeah. that is very helpful because it's not like I'm working on a project that I don't care about. Sure. Or that I feel sort of like animosity about. Yeah. I'm working on things that I'm happy to be working on. So I want to make them really good. It's just tiring, right? Like I'm exhausted. Like I just moved. It's the holidays. I haven't been off deadline in like months. This is like the first time I've had like a few days off to myself. Um, the last time that you had a few days off, we were sitting at my dining room table for Thanksgiving. Like that was the last yes. moment that you had like some time and we were Literally. hanging out together. And then we were like sitting in front of my fire and I was like, damn. Claire was about to have like a rough couple of months, but here you are yeah. in the midst of it all, like giggling, <laughs> smiling, looking hot. So really a oh, model, a model citizen of Indra. I'll tell you that much. I, I'm a, a person of utmost importance, I might say. <laughs> I heard that about <laughs> you, actually. I heard you were an upstanding young woman. <laughs> well, you know what it is. What? I consider all of this, even though it's very tiring and it's yeah. a lot of hard work, I also am very grateful for it because like if I didn't have projects and deadlines and all these things to work on, I would be striving to sell things to have those deadlines. So I'm mm. there. I'm in the thick of it. I'm enjoying all of those things as much as I can. And I really do love to write and revise even when it's really difficult for me. Yeah. This is like the part that I enjoy the most. Like I actually enjoy like touring and events less than this like I like it because I get to see friends and stuff like that but I'd much rather be in my office working on story than doing anything else when it comes mm -hmm. to like the writing process so I'm grateful for that and yeah I'm gonna be very busy for like the next couple of months and that's totally fine but I'm hopefully going to have some like cool exciting things to share with people in in you know in the near future so yeah, we'll see. I'm how that goes. excited. Oh my god, it's gonna be so good. I oh I mean, and I don't even know what the what the outcome of these things is gonna be. I'm just excited for it all to it all to 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 come crashing down upon us in a like benevolent way. A benevolent avalanche yeah. of success. Crashing down in like as like a refreshing wave crashing into us after <laughs> sizzling in the sun. After um, sizzling baking, the Sisyphean <laughs> task of writing. Oh, speaking, speaking of, of the sun. Yeah. Weren't you just in Costa Rica? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I was. And I had a Costa <laughs> freaking good time. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Constantly, I was in Costa God. Rica under my breath going, are you Costa freaking kidding me? <laughs> and no one, no one, no one heard me. So no one got the joke. And there wasn't, you know, no one, no one would have thought it was funny anyways. But oh, yeah, I was just in Costa Rica with my family and. Oh my god, family vacations when like everyone's an adult is it's very funny. And so I was with my uh Larry and Anne. So you've met you've met Larry and Anne. This is where we all have yes, Thanksgiving love together. Them. And God bless Larry and Anne. They like sort of went the route of just sort of letting a travel agency handle this, which is something that like has never occurred to me. Like that to me oh, is wow. like yeah, I'm like that's like that's that's like luxurious. Oh, vintage. I know. It's like 90s. I know. Like Marvelous <laughs> Miss Maisel with her like typewriter and being it, like, so you want to see. Can't believe travel agents still survive. Like shout out to travel agents. You guys have really made it through. Oh my God. Truly. And 
Uh, and but it was like I mean thank God though because the last time I went to Costa Rica it was ten years ago it was right after college I had no money and therefore had enough money to like rent a car but not a GPS and like cut to me and my bestie rocketing around like the like the cloud forest mountains lost having to use literally the sunset to navigate west in order to get home like it was a mess and my family loves talking about how i almost died in costa rica so imagine my surprise we're like we're gonna go to costa rica this year and i was like i'm i'm going i'm coming with you because a I cannot trust you to do this by yourself. And B, I need to like redeem myself because I know this country's amazing. <laughs> but every time I try to think about my own memories from my last trip there, I like black out. And so I'm pleased to report it was a way funner time this time around. Uh, and I did get a little sunburnt, but you know, that's to be expected. I spent all my time sitting inside like hunched over a computer. So the second like a photon of light touches me, it's like, tss. you're all so pale. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm also like a bright pink person. So it was it was a lot of fun. Um, But I will admit the entire time, like I was sort of itching to not leave vacation, but to get back to my house and my work because there's so many things like ahead that I have to figure out. I mean, like I literally have to write a book by March 15th. And have I started it? No. So I've got like that to do and a few other things here and there that like I'm really trying to make the most of this year and the time that I have. Uh, And so it feels good to be back, to be recording, to be taking actionable steps on all of the things that um, that I myself need to do, too. So I'm excited. I I feel like I've been on vacation for 100 years, so it feels good to be home. Yeah, you're always on an airplane. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I am. I am. I need to I need to like I need to be banned from flying. That's no, no, no. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Let's just get started. Let's just go. Let's just start the chapter. Today's chapter is chapter 22. Livia. So, if you remember from last time, Pep just got shot and died. Yeah. And Livia, here she begins the chapter by being like, I was looking right at him. He was looking right, right in my eye. And he was angry. But you know what? He also, he was peaceful at the end. Mm-hmm. She, her empathy, the range of her empathy is so crazy, but she knows that he was at I have peace. thoughts about, I have thoughts about the empathy thing. We are one sentence in. Uh, do you want to talk about it now or later? No, no, no. We can wait. We can wait. We can wait. So she's like, come on, Lex. We got to go. And Lex is like, oh, no, no, no. Lex is like, Livia, we need to go. But Livia is like stonily standing looking at this. But then Lex is like begging her, like, oh, my God, we got to go. And Livia sort of turns on her and is like, oh, my God, I'm an empath. And something about you says that you're afraid. Literally, they just watched a man get shot point blank. And here Livia is using her empathetic abilities to, like, sense fear in the girl next to her. And like a fucking psychopath, she, like, relishes it. She's like... Yeah. Ooh, this girl needs me. She's going to beg. And while I want to go with her, because I need her too, I want to make her beg a little bit more. She's like loving it. Loving the begging. So strange of her when they're in they're in danger right now. Like they're surrounded by these PCF officers. Like yeah. what, one of the things about this chapter is, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I'm usually not very good at this, I will admit. But I had a really hard time with like understanding my surroundings as i was reading sure so i know they're sort of like hidden but i don't know where the pcf officers are in relation to them 
but like I think not having sort of like that sense of place did like dampens the urgency for me because like I are they like five feet away from them like do they have to like crouch down to make sure they're not seen we well, don't know Hep literally but, was looking directly at her which implies that they're like near enough that this should right, be a but little they're bit... talking and then they're talking so it's like can't they hear you like do the yeah. pcf officers like run away like we don't even know where what happens to them after yes. <laughs> they have earmuffs on yeah the pcf <laughs> officers all have like their hands over their ears so they're just like they look like this. <laughs> he shot he shot hep and then he was like ah, <laughs> yeah they, the, all the officers look like the see no evil speak no evil like they're all just like covering their senses just to give the girls the courtesy of this conversation <laughs> um so that that was a little bit like disorienting for me but like yeah. this was so just like regardless of anything they're, they're definitely in like a like a dangerous situation right because like they are trying to get away from these officers and for her to sit yes. there and be like i'm just gonna let her beg me to move was so psychotic of her like what the fuck Livia like here I was thinking like Livia is the rational one and I was like nope never mind she's a crazy bitch once again yeah she has like the rationale of like an old Hollywood actress like all of this was happening and I was like this is Joan Crawford like her being like her her, in like a very mommy dearest way being like beg for me and maybe I'll consider it I've seen plenty of riffraff like you wandering around in drugs like I was like, yeah, go! <laughs> like, you, this is crazy. That's such a good way to describe her. Um, So, like, okay, so eventually she gets her to move. And Livia's like, I hope you know what you're doing. Which I was like, what do you mean? Like, is the alternative standing and saying where you guys are? Like, she's just telling you you have to go. So, like, if, if Livia thinks that they should stay there, it would have been helpful for us to know that. But the only thing we get is, like... Her turning sharply to Lex and be like, I hope you know what you're doing. So she's just telling you, you have to get out of harm's way. Yeah, like, (laughs) she's like being, yeah, she's like being pulled away from like an ongoing battle being like, well, I'm going to trust you that this is the thing to do. Like, well, what else are you going to do? Just stand there? Or I don't know. It's so crazy. But they're running. They're running and they're like running through like the the rig, like base, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, I I see a few steps behind because remember, Lex can like see through the dark. And then there's like a there's like a scene break, and then it picks up with oh, I say shocked to find us standing over a second dead body. Like there's no there's no moment of them discovering the body. Like we pick back up and they've actually stumbled literally over a second dead body, and it's Durley. Remember Durley? He was like the other rigger. And here I am, like yeah. so mad because we just met these characters. We both were like oh, finally like some interesting characters. They're gonna die immediately. I bet. And here they're both dead. And the second death isn't even dramatic. They just like literally step on him and they're like, oh. Anyways, and then they just keep they just keep going. <laughs> they just there's no like moment of reaction. They just keep going all the way up to Oh God, the sense of place here is crazy. They they are trying to get to like the top of the rig. Remember, they started at the top. And at the top, there are all of the like aircrafts that the PCF flew right. in on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I sort of imagine. So they're now thinking about like how they're gonna escape from the rig in general. And the plan that they decide is they're gonna steal one of the the PCF crafts. But also this didn't make sense to me because they're being chased up by the PCF, up like a column. And at the top of the column are more PCF. So the PCF what they went like down to the bottom of the column, started down there and now they're taking like lifts up to the 
top of it. It's very strange to me how this is all in like yeah. a cycle, how they're both running towards and away from the same people. Right. And that how they don't actually encounter like a group of them no. or like are overwhelmed by them. Like yeah. they they find sort of like a, a ship and there is someone in there that they attack. But that, that, that's sort of like it. Until yeah. they, like, they come out all at once. But, like, how did they not encounter any of them? Like, it just, it's very convenient. It's very Tookie walking behind the the glass and it being <laughs> opaque in the very moment yes. she needs it to be. Yes. I, I, that, the logic of that scene is, is deep in the logic of this book. So, they, like, find, the like, the, the one unguarded but occupied like pcf craft which all of this implies like if they're being chased by the people that were in these crafts and the crafts themselves are probably empty but they find the one that somebody's already inside of mind you like these aren't big crafts like they're they're tiny sort of like one to two man ships because lex was in one earlier Mm -hmm. so we actually know that like they're not these like big carriers so but this one has like its pilots on the inside and livia's like watch this and she takes out her zinger and lex is like what are you gonna do with that and livia's like you know what I can do with this. Cause like, you know, they had, they had been using one earlier but, and yeah. she uses the blade to like, I thought she was going to do something cool, but she actually just like pokes the man with it. And he's like, ah, <laughs> and then she uses that moment of like surprise as anyone would be <laughs> to like throw him out of the, the cockpit. And she steals his gun in the meantime. And also this kills him. Yeah. So I missed all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I don't, I like don't remember the, him getting killed. I, all I saw was like Olivia using her zinger like across his chest, and then like Lex kicking him in the gut. Yeah. Oh, and then she pulls him out of the cabin. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was really good that they were like actually working together finally. Like true. That was good. That moment. Yeah. Way to go, girls. So they so they get him out, and then the PCF now like come out onto the platform like all of them suddenly are there right that's what happened yeah yeah right so they're on the platform all the ships are on the platform the pcf who have now been i think led on this wild goose chase this is what i think was like the intention now surface on the platform as well uh quick side note they get into the cockpit they're like taking off and lex or no livia looks down at like a brawl that's about to take to, to happen. She goes, the violence sickens me. <laughs> I was like, okay, bitch. Uh, but then she's like, I can only hope the rigors have their justice. So I like that line. But what eventually happens though, is that like all of the, the PCF fighters like get on top of this platform and then it's an ambush. Cause all the rigors sort of like pop out of the, the ground or various hiding places and, and basically like ambush them and it, bec- it develops into this like brawl which the girls promptly like take off from and they jet away yeah it seems kind of silly this plan like first of all like it feels to me like when i guess we'll find out later like this was quote-unquote planned right but like wouldn't the riggers react when these two people are killed? And, like, wouldn't it be easier to, like, get to the PCF officers when they're sort of, like, on your turf in this area that, like, you recognize better than them? Rather than wait till they get to their ships? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And then attack them? It felt like very convenient way to sort of, like, let the girls get to the top unimpeded and then sort of, like, 
it would have been so much better if the riggers had like started attacking once uh, Hep got killed and like a fight broke out all around them and they used that confusion to sort of like sneak away. There we go. Um, yes. But this seemed very like convoluted for like no reason. And I think it's because they wanted to make it like the riggers planned this all along. And it's like, when did they plan this? Like this literally like you guys just appeared. Like this was not like a thing that they had like time to like strategize. <laughs> no, about. wrong. In the riggers plan, they probably like they were like, all right, here's the plan. We're gonna ambush them. And as bait, we're gonna use uh two girls. And the other person's like, where are we gonna get two girls? And the the person making the plan is like, I don't know. Maybe they'll fall from the sky. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> As a joke. What and then it happened. <laughs> and then it happened. Yes. But Oh my gosh. No, I agree. And I love the uh the war tactician hats that we're wearing because we're like, this is not how you do an ambush. I've seen 300. Anyways, they <laughs> they take off. The girls take off in their little little their little ship, which again, Lex incredible at flying. Someone who has lived their entire life underground is like having she's incredible at fly she takes off and she knows a lot about how to do it and then lex is like oh my god where are we going and they're going to the ihc the indrithian like headquarters or head control or whatever sort of the big skyscraper in the middle of the city yeah and <laughs> livia's like go there and lex is like i already set the coordinates which is just i don't know why that made me giggle like what do you mean you set that how do you know like <laughs> Was, there, was it preset? Did it feel kind of abrupt to you that they were all of a sudden going to this place? Yeah, I I feel like in rescue missions, there usually has to, like, you usually don't see characters just, like, go for it, right? In, like, heists and rescues sort of tend to have similar things because you're either stealing something or stealing someone. And I think the, the favorite thing that I like to see is that, like, there's always, like, well, you know, we have to gain access. But to gain access, we have to find, like, the key card. And the key card is on this person who's going to be here at this point. So there's all of these, like, small little deviations. Steps. that have Yes, yeah. steps, right? Um, but, no, they literally just steal a ship. And they're, like, bring, uh, bring us to the end. And the ship's, like, boop, boop, boop. Okay. <laughs> and it just, like, blasts off towards the The ship exact... is a Roomba. <laughs> yes! Thank <laughs> God, they're Roomba. They were like, go! And the room was like, finally. And it just went up into the sky. Um, so there's a section break. Um, yeah. They're speeding, zipping, and z- zooming through the sky. Yep. And Lex is like, oh, he planned it. Hep gave himself up to the leader. Lead those PCFs into the trap. She sighs dearly, too. I hate that they just know things all the time. It's very yeah. annoying. Yeah. And then they make the comment that, like, Trouble has been festering between the PCF and the Riggers for a long time. Yeah. And, like, it's really unimpactful to find that out after there is a big clash between them. Because the idea would have been for us to know that. So that the moment that they land somewhere where there are Riggers, we as readers should already know, oh, shit, oh, this is about happen. to get. Yeah. Yeah, because the PCF are after them. Like, the Riggers are here. Like, they want revenge. Like, it should have almost inspired, like, a little bit of excitement in us. Yeah. That, like, oh, my gosh. Like, they're going to get to, like, clash with them. And we should also have some sort of feelings towards the PCF at this point. But, like, we don't. <laughs> I don't know. Are they good? Are they bad? Like, I know that we're sort of like being led down the path that they're not good, but we haven't been shown that on the page, really. Um, They're not any worse than either of these girls are. So agree. And typically, like when 
the establishment is like the big enemy, as it often is in like a dystopian novel. Like I think what have what would have kind of helped make this make sense is if one of the two girls was on the side of the establishment, but they're unwilling to basically let Livia have like a real character arc again. And we know this because it's been so bumbled like up until this point as well. But like a version of this could have been Livia who has always questioned high society, but has always seen the necessity of it because of her own brainwashing and conditioning she could mm-hmm. sort of be the one having this reckoning about like, oh my God, maybe the PCF isn't what it, you know, what I thought it was, not the protectors that I thought it was. But the thing is, she's been basically apathetic towards her own society this entire time. And that then gives the reader very little visibility into how the society works or sort of why it's like set up because we only have her disdain. But the fact of the matter is, is for a world to feel real. Uh, you kind of have to understand, like, how the authority keeps its power over its people. Like, why is there an authority like this? And what sort of control does it sort of sell itself as having? And a monopoly on violence is literally how a state is formed. And so there needed to be a little bit of, like... Like, it's not good that we don't understand anything about, like, the, the PCF. They just feel like this bland, indistinguishable entity peacekeeper knockoff. Um, whereas like I, I watched the new Hunger Games recently and that like prequel, that movie is so interesting because it really does delve into like how the Hunger Games are this type of reaction and you learn about how like control is enforced and maintained against the subjugated population thanks to like a few of the characters sort of talking about how, you know, it's a game, right? It's all a game. Controlling a population is a game. And I'm like, I'm sure Suzanne Collins thought does anybody really want to read this? And I'm so glad that she sat her ass down and wrote it because people, I think that's why people love the Hunger Games because there's a sense of reality or the fact that like this could be, this could have been us, right? To, To that world. And we don't get any of those sort of interesting, deeper details here uh, at all. At all. And it's such a shame because like they have the potential to be scary and sort of ominous and, Especially as I get older, when I read about teens, I, like, get so worried for them. Because, like, I'm like, oh, my God, you could be my child. And, like, don't. Don't go there. (laughs) Don't Don't jump off. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, like, I really don't care what happens to these girls at all. They're so unlikable. And there doesn't seem to be any real danger posed to them at any time. They're indestructible. Right. And this, like, just to give listeners a little bit of an idea, like... This is a chapter where they are escaping. They're escaping. They're escaping <laughs> after um, someone, a young person, gets killed in front of them. Yeah. Right? And it's like a page and a half long. Oh, like, yeah. Very short. So short. There's no, there's no emotional sort of like reckoning of like what they just saw happen in front of them. Like Olivia is just standing there. But she's being petty in her brain. Like, she's not in shock. She's not sad. She's just like, I'm going to sit here and, like, let Lex beg me to move. And it's just like, there's nothing here. There's no meat to the story. There's no, like, interiority, like, no richness to, like, these characters. It's just, like, pettiness and internalized misogyny. And that's it. Yeah, as it turns out, that doesn't make for a compelling character. So... Who'd have thunk it? Oh, I'm being petty in my brain. Anyways, that's the that's the end of the the chapter. 
that, that's it. That, cue the, that's cue the fucking cue is. the fucking music. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, so do you have a rose and a thorn? It brings me no joy to get to the rose and thorn of this. I just like. I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking over my notes and usually there's like one or two things that I can like pick out. Okay, I guess my my thorn is that Livia has like time enough for like pettiness and begging. That was so weird to me. Um, And I guess my rose is that ultimately the rigors plan did work. That the riggers were sort of able to execute some sort of like larger retribution against like the PCF. Of course, that's completely undermined the fact that we have no idea like really what this this fight is or sort of what it means to like a larger movement or even if there is a larger movement. And of course, the two characters that were giving us any of these insights have just been killed. One of them off the page just so that he can be stumbled over as a dead body in the middle of an escape that has no urgency whatsoever. And I know that I started the sentence talking about a rose and I don't know where (laughs) I am in the thought process. I'm just so, I'm so annoyed and I'm ready to stop talking. You go. Okay. Um, Okay. I'm going to say my rose is like the small moment where they work together and to like dispatch the one guy in the ship. I think that was like really the only redeeming quality of like of this chapter um my thorn is definitely the lack of importance given to hep's death because like for all intents and purposes like we're gonna see like in the next chapters especially that like this interaction that happens between the riggers and the pcf officers is supposed to be this very big deal right right this is rue dying this is the moment that yes. radicalizes katniss Stop, right you're right this is probably so important except all we get is livia being like i'm not gonna move because i want to make her beg me could you imagine could you imagine it is such a missed opportunity it is too true too true bestie and it's even worse though because like at the start of it and at the end of the chapter twice, we get two beats where Livia assures us that he really wanted to die. He was at peace with it. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. He, he's, he, a, he's a martyr. Yes. Like, he... That's, there's something really fucked up about that. Like, this character doesn't even get, like, sort of the heroics of it because, like, they really, they were into it. Like, their death was for a cause greater than themselves. But, like, without understanding that cause, just, like, it's basically the equivalent of Livia assuring us that, like... I mean, he's dead, but like it was so worth it for him. Yeah, and we don't know we don't know why or for what or like to what end goal this is serving. And just trust us. Just trust us. Yeah, like it'll maybe we'll figure it out later. And I don't have any I don't have any hope that we will. But <laughs> so so yeah. so goofy. I think that like what this is this is why when you when you have a float like a very bloated front end to the book. Yeah, this is where you really see sort of like the consequences of that because what we needed honestly between meeting Hep and Durley and this chapter was like yeah. to slow things down a little bit honestly we needed like I would an, have an had, overnight yes we we did we needed sort of like a you know cleanup moment like a little bit of bonding between the girls getting to know Hep and Durley so that when this happened it would be more impactful and also giving the girls a chance to make a plan because we don't know when they decided that they needed to go to the ihc right like 
this is just sort of like sprung on us. So I feel like a chapter in between, like even one or two chapters in between, if they were like short, would have really served to make this chapter more impactful. Instead, what we got was like meeting these guys. Like I wish I would have met them and sort of like successfully avoided the PCF officers. But like Livia could have been, Lex could have been like, they'll be back. Like protocol is like dictates that like you have to come back to like the scene of something like this. Like, like 24 hours later or something like that. Like once you gather resources. So like they have time to like make a plan to like gather supplies or whatever they need to do. I think that would have been so much more interesting. And like, we haven't had a moment where these two girls like sit down to talk. Yeah. And like, I think we need that. Um, And I think we just needed to get to know Durley and, um, and Hep a little bit more. And it would have been really, really impactful if, like, the plan was not for Hep to die unless X happened, right? And be yeah. like, we're, we're, you know, we're sure it's not going to come to that. However, if worse comes to worse, like, I'll do what I have to do. Like, it could have been something ominous. And then when he looks at Lex and Livia, they'll be like, shit. He meant he was going to give himself up. And, like, they, like, try to, like, stop him because they don't do anything. They just sort of, like, hide there and, like, watch him confront these officers on their behalf and don't say anything. So, yeah. So, like, so, like, just this whole chapter is a stinker. And (laughs) it's just, like, a it's a product of everything that came before it like it's very hard to build anything good on like a rotten foundation and like the whole everything we've read up till now is like completely like fluff and like not good so like why are we expecting anything else to be good i don't know well anyways thank you hot queens for (laughs) joining us for this uh as claremont calls it calls it big stinker hope you love the big stinker mm. our annual big stinker episode of bathroom book club but yeah this, uh, this, on I, the stinker on the stinker scale oh, this is a five set the stinker scale to a hundred because this yeah is, i'm setting my 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 lasers to stink uh anyways <laughs> uh, you can listen to bad author book club on all of your favorite streaming platforms. And as you do, it is always helpful for you to send us a review, a recommendation, and to tell your friends about how much fun you're having listening to us complain about a situation that we put ourselves in. Uh, If you would like to follow us on social media, those links are in the show notes. And so is the link to our Discord where we discuss Bad Author Book Club chapters every single week, all the time. And if you'd like to follow me, Ryan, all of my socials are in the show notes, including my website, where you can find all of the the links to buy my own books, my own young adult books. Not dystopian, mostly in the horror and horror fantasy realm, but, you know, you could probably find... Actually, someone did unearth a Bad Author Book Club reference in Discord uh, from Beholder, my last book recently, and I thought that was funny. I was waiting for someone to notice that. Oh my god, I have to go through yeah, you gotta the go log. You messages. Gotta go log. Yeah. I I always I always fall so far behind, but they're cha- they're chatty in there. They're chatty. Oh, chatty they're, oh there. they do be chatting. It's true. <laughs> um if you want to follow me, Clarabelle, much like Ryan, all my links are in the show notes. Um and you can find my website down there too. Please pre-order the third Witchlings books, House of Elephants. By the yes. time this uh airs, um the cover will have been revealed. Oh so exciting uh but ju- yeah go p- please pre-order that um preferably at an indie bookstore um but it's up wherever books are sold 
pew, pew, pew. All right, hot queens. We have loved you a long time, and we will love you a long time longer. Anyways, <laughs> goodbye. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs>